Hey, Petey, have you heard about this new podcast, Public Access America? You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and even the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's so cool. Not for nothing. But are you a German spy? Because that sounds like technology. It's like that new thing, the radio, or a newspaper for your ears. You can even follow their production company, Jar Codes, on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes, but I gotta hear the latest episode of Public Access America now. Oh, watch the bomb. You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time. It's so cool. Go check out Public Access America. Welcome to the underworld. I love America. It's been my home all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. In America, not you and attract your every move. They're even putting poison in your food. In America, people occupy to see the truth. But it's too late, and there's nothing we can do. In America, just watch your favorite show and watch the news. So they can keep up any with your views. In America, obey the law, support the truth. And just get back, cause there's nothing we can do. I love America. It's been my home all my life. If you don't know the past, you're only doomed to repeat it. Welcome to Public Access America. This is your history. This is your country. This is America. Join us in listening to some of history's America's best speeches. Created by Jarcodes Productions. Go back in time with us right now on Public Access America. Five days since the killing of un- unarmed black teenager Michael Brown in Ferguson. Don't shoot! Hands up! 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 This is for my brown. This is America. We were riding down Canfield. And next thing you know, I see the cop right past us. So I went and parked, you know, because we were close by his house. And next thing you know, we seen, uh, I seen Mike Brown, and I also seen his friend walking with him. And you can see that the officer exchanged words with him, basically telling him to get the F on the sidewalk. So his friend said, okay, we're almost to our destination, and he reversed back, blocking both lanes. Then you can see him trying to get out the car, but he's so close to Mike Brown and his friend that he can't get out the car. So basically what he do is he reaches out of the car, out the driver's side, and he reaches for Mike Brown. Now Mike Brown is pushing off the car like, you know, he's not touching the cop, he's pushing. You know, trying to get away from the cop. The cop draws his gun and says, I'm gonna shoot you. And next thing you know, one fire was shot. That right there made him, you know, let go of Mike Brown. He took off running, him and his friend took off running. And that's when you hear another shot, pow. And you can see his body jerk. You know, you can see his body jerk. And that's when he turned around, he put his hands up and the officer continued shooting and he went down. Last Saturday, um, about around 12 o'clock-ish, a young man named Michael Brown was 
was shot about 10 times, uh, several times, and uh, his body was out on the concrete for uh, several hours before a blanket was even placed over him. He wasn't armed, he didn't have any weapons, he was just walking down the street. No one deserves to be uh, killed the way that he was. You didn't have to shoot him in the back. And then once he turned around pleading for his life, telling you that he doesn't have a weapon, you shoot him in the face and all in the chest. Like, nobody deserves to die like that. It's hard to talk about the last week without really talking about the history of St. Louis. We are within a Midwestern city with a Southern mentality. And so you have a very uh, polarized city. You have a lot of people who may have grown up, especially in North County, because it, probably in the 70s and the 80s it was more integrated. There was a lot of white flight that happened, but it was still integrated through the 80s and then maybe the early part of the 90s. Uh, and then when the flight had kind of went towards the end of where it was, you had a lot of people from North City who may have moved to North County, and now you have a predominantly uh, black community. But politically, you still have that historic white power structure. And so you may have a town that has uh, what they say a two-third majority, but the mayor, the chief of police, the majority of the police department, the city attorney, the city prosecutor, the people who run the government, the city council, who make those political decisions that will affect that group are predominantly whites. And so when we look at the last week, it looks like chaos, but that's because it's been brewing. You have this group that's numerically becoming a minority, a, a majority rather, but politically it doesn't have any power. And without that power, it's not able to determine its destiny and where it's going. Now, for the first time that I can think of in a long time, St. Louis has the eyes of the nation on it. And particularly the community of Ferguson, which is a part of St. Louis County, uh, which is a part of the greater St. Louis metropolitan area. And so now what you have is, is that individuals who've been looking for a voice, looking for an opportunity to say what's going on, what they're feeling, what's happening in their community, the eyes of the nation are there, and now they're going to speak out. This is the site where we're actually going to start. This is where the incident took place. We're going to march up here, it's going to curve. We're going to come out and we're going to go down here. I think Sweetie Pies is right in bound here somewhere. But we're going to stop the crowd, right? <laughs> we're going to stop the crowd. Uh, Sweetie Pies, yeah, there you go. Um, basically, we're going to stop the crowd. There's going to be some chanting, I mean, a uh, 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 speech, and then we're going to continue to come back. something that can use as demonstrations that can forever have remittances or uh, rumblings for voting actions, um, police accountability. I've been working with um, different groups of young people 
to, you know, have a space where they can, you know, voice the things that they want to see and start working to make change, make the police force more transparent and accountable, um, change the economy of the area so people have living wage jobs, um, and, you know, just change the environment so people aren't living in fear every day. It doesn't matter how you get around the table. All that matters is you get called to dinner. And we have to right what's wrong in America. We have to stand up on principles. We have mothers who are there to protect their children, to, to laugh with their children, to celebrate their children, not to go to their funerals. The people are looking. And when you have their attention, you have the ability to influence. Brick or something through a window or 
or to shoot fireworks or something in that nature to really get the uh, crowd uh, aggregated. Tensions have been rising, it's like a powder keg. And once that powder keg lights, boom. Um, so this has been happening. So people throughout the, the, you know, the, um, the world have identified that dealing with the military police state, that not only during wartime or during uh, peace times of protest they come out, but during the day, um, during their everyday lives, they feel like they're under surveillance or under subjugation. People are already pissed off and are, you know, taking to the streets. And um, when, when people tell them, you know, what to do, um, it's going to make them more angry. Now what's happening is, and, and I noticed this, is that the tone from the national media changed. Once the video footage was released, the national media changed. And the national media is controlling a lot of the, uh, I guess, the, the, the understanding that people are getting about what's happening in Ferguson. We've seen this happen before. The way that the information has been released by the police department, people who originally had control of the investigation, even what they are releasing, uh, I think it's been very strategic. I think that it violated the principles of transparency early on. And, and so people look at that, and then the narrative has now been set. This guy was a suspect. He's a bad guy. You see this intimidating force on this video camera and the images are going out. You're not just seeing Mike Brown and relating to the same dead kid you saw laying in the street without his body covered. You're seeing Mike Brown, the bully, the superhero who after stealing these Swisher Sweets went down the street, confronted the police officer, opened up his car door, got inside the car, beat him a couple of times, tried to grab his gun and then suddenly said, oh, I need to flee. An hour later, the word comes out, well, no, he didn't stop him because he was a suspect. He had no knowledge of this robbery. So nothing in his mind at the time of the initial stop was related to the robbery. But the narrative now from the media is, oh, this is a game changer because now it may be justified. We're not looking at the absurdity of that story the way that we would had we not seen that video tape. How could it be reasonable in the mind of this officer that this person had just committed a violent felony and may present a threat if he knew nothing about that threat at the time of the initial stop.
never had any disciplinary complaints just because his chief said it. Because a disciplinary action taken against someone doesn't mean that there hadn't been reports filed against someone. It, it, it can be very misleading to say someone's never had any disciplinary action taken against him unless you ask the question, well, were there any disciplinary complaints? Did anyone make a complaint against him? Is How does he talk? What's his demeanor like? Don't just ask the chief. Ask the three black Ferguson police officers about this guy. Interview them. And, and and get a more balanced portrait. Ask some of the people in the community and say, hey, have you had any run-ins with this particular officer? This is not the first time Wilson has literally started mess with other female, other people. You know, he recently, a month prior to Mike Brown's murder, a girl got maced. And she ran into the Quick Trip, which is right here. And the employees were trying to give her milk, support her eyes, stop the burning, or water, anything, stop the burning. Wilson walks in and says, you put that fucking milk in your eye, you're going to jail. You know, like, why are you harassing people in this area? Questions or doubts are now being raised about what the officer did. Those who have a filter up are only going to see the bad. They're not going to see the fair, they're not going to see the good, they're only going to see the bad. People here in this area from Ferguson want justice for Mike Brown. They're not trying to mess up their own community, which they have to live in. It doesn't make sense. Have you ever heard of Bull Connors? I grew up with George Wallace and Bull Connors. And even though 55 years later, I'm 62, we're still dealing with this same situation. So I wanted to say no justice, no peace, no. No racist police. But if you have justice and you have peace, you don't have racist police. But I don't feel like it's going to be just. They're not going to get him a proper sentence because if they were trying to get justice, if the police were really trying to help us get justice, they would never release that video at the same time of releasing his name. They're trying to help the cop out instead of helping Mike Brown family. I don't think it's going to be safe for my son here. And that's why I'm going to leave. I can't protect him from everything, but I don't have to have him living here. And I won't. But I am going to be here until justice is served. That's it. Both. Even though we feel it doesn't matter, our vote doesn't count, look at the White House. How did he get there? Look at Eric Holder. He wouldn't have been there if Obama wasn't there. So your vote does count. It's the only thing that really does. Why are Camels by far America's most popular cigarette? Two of the reasons are flavor and mildness. No other cigarette has Camels' rich, full flavor. And no other cigarette offers this proof of mildness. In a coast-to-coast -coast test of hundreds of people with normal throats, noted throat specialists reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking Camels. Try Camels yourself. 
Then you'll know why Camel leads all other brands by billions of cigarettes per year. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.